Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's 300. Oh, my God, oh, man. This is precisely what I try and avoid every fucking week. You did that on purpose. <laughs> Twenty Minute Tim's flagship episode three hundred, and Ibrooks baby, it's just different. <laughs> I am your host Jamie, and I am joined as always by Stephen. Three hundred guys, three hundred, and Melly. Oh, let's go, baby. Stephen Ange Postacoglu took his team of Spartans into Ibrox <laughs> and demolished the Hun hordes. I think that's the way the myth goes, is it not? Something along those lines. Yeah, I don't have any, Mill. If you get anything to add to the 300 theme, he's just going to so take far. his shirt off. He's, he's, he's painted on a wee six pack underneath. Yeah. He's painted on a wee six pack underneath there. Glorious. Where should, where should the warning last week? Do not dare ruin episode 300 of the podcast, but they set the hoops. Felt the pressure, felt the pressure mm. and stepped up to deliver a celebration for our 300th episode. Guys, it's been 300 episodes, sometimes feels like 3,000, but, <laughs> yes. but we got there. Also, not really 300 episodes because we lost count. But, uh, <laughs> we did, uh, it, but just to make sure no one has been shortchanged, it is slightly over 300 if you actually go back and count, but yeah, it's officially 300. Don't grass us into yeah. the, the <laughs> podcast polis, Melly. That was terrific, yeah? Ah, beating your biggest rivals in their own midden. I love that. It's what I love. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant from the boys and the manager as well. It's a sort of one of the last questions we had of this team is like, can they go away in that cauldron of hate and beat them? And they did it, and we look quite good doing it as well. Well, we, could have played better as well. Yeah, I mean, mm, yeah. Uh, well, we're not going to sit here, Stephen, and call it a canter. We're not going to sit here and say that for large periods of that game, my ass wasn't making buttons. <laughs> you know, my blood pressure was through the absolute <laughs> roof watching the game. But all that matters is that Celtic still stuck to their principles, yes. which I'm very, very proud of. And we showed a different aspect of our game. You know, we showed that we can defend. We showed that we're resolute. We've got our backs to the wall. And really, for me, the, the one thing that Ange Postacoglu has been going on about since the day he walked in to that game yesterday and it will continue all season, work rate, hard work, stick to your principles and hard work won is that game. That's what won that game. They just could not work as hard as an Ange Postacoglu Celtic team. No, and not only did that that game answer a lot of questions, I hope that it just generally put a few things to bed forever yeah. about mm. this team. Like some of the some of the players that are still getting questioned to this day, um, I think we've we've been pretty fair with, with most people involved in the team, but there's still a few question marks. But every single person, there were one or two one or two performances that kind of confused me a wee bit, but that I will get that. But 
almost to a man. The the team were excellent and absolutely dug it out for a team that's supposedly questionable in defence. Sure did an awful yep. lot of cracking defending in that game for a keeper that can of claim crosses and can of dive to his mm. left and all that. Sure did an awful lot of pretty reliable goalkeeping in that game as well. But uh, overall, huge, man. A- absolutely huge result. That huge performance, but more importantly, an absolutely enormous result. Aye. There's no getting away with it. There's no point in this play playing it down here that is a, mm. a massive step towards the I mean especially here. since on the, the video reaction for patrons we were popping champagne <laughs> balls and, uh, and calling the league <laughs> full time early yeah, well we spoke about it last week I think you asked what, what could this game mean and we said it could be monumental I mean six points ahead after being six points behind uh, after the January with the start of the January break it's a huge swing but also the to this time last season, the Rangers put us out the cup this time last season. Yeah. There's one player, I think, played in that. The team is unrecognisable. League was over. League yeah, was over yeah. at this point. And not just the team, like the everything about the club's unrecognisable now. We, we're proud of this team. We're proud of the manager. We're proud of the players. Some of these players out there have completely turned what people think about them, like Anthony Ralston, Greg Taylor. And any questions we had about Celtic seems to be on a weekly basis. We're just answering them and it's, it's amazing to watch because we've seen the team play the good football. We've seen them scalp Rangers at Celtic Park. This was different. This was going away to there. When... Rangers needed to win Rangers yeah. needed to I mean, win that's that. what Van Bronker said before the game it's yeah. a must win and a must win for them shaky start for us a goal down we could have folded like they did at Celtic Park but we didn't within a five minutes we're at a goal level and then we just seem to get better and better as the game went on it's one of those ones that, right how are you going to react Celtic because this team reacts like nothing I've ever seen we're barely behind in games without getting right back in it it's tremendous and you mentioned all the hard work and all that but it's, it's the character of this team I love because we're just seeing so many shades of it it was a, a word that Ange used a number of times in his post-match stuff was character as well so it, that shouldn't be dismissed that, that's, yeah. that was a, a huge deal and it goes towards some of the individual players as well some players who again have been criticised this season but absolutely stood up and as Melly described it a cauldron of hate but it would, <laughs> it would have been easy for teams of the past um, and players of the past to just absolutely fold under mm. that uh, immense pressure absolutely foul atmosphere especially was, going down so early yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. it it's leaking out the telly the absolute bile of it <laughs> uh, and we'll get, we'll get into that because some of it was We're absolutely hilarious man. some of it was hilarious <laughs> but not all credit to the team and the manager as well because a lot of a lot of the final questions surely about this team were, were answered on that day aye for sure I mean we can go through all the team and we can discuss the individual performances, but Let's. And, 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 we, and we will, right? But in many ways, I feel like that sort of belies the result a wee bit because this was a unit. This was a team yeah, yeah. unit. This team were together. There was times where you're watching this game when we were watching it. Dyson Maders turning up at left back, turned up at right back. Yakimakis is defending the six yard box. Everyone's involved everywhere at all times and showing those points came through. And I, I mean, I was confident. I was confident yeah, yeah. about going into this game. Because I just felt like Ange's instilled something in this team that that's taken a while to, to to get into the team. You know, it's taken a couple of months for it for it to get into the team. But I just feel like he's just not going to let it slip. Yeah. There's no way, and you know, my faith did weather a wee bit when that or, or wobble a wee bit when that first goal went in because I thought, oh god, is this going to repeat what we did to them at Celtic Park? Because mm-hmm. that first five or six minutes, Melly, we did struggle to get a hold on the game. Yeah, we did. It's easy for a team to fold in that because the. I was talking about it last week. The the crowd's massive in this game, and like for Celtic to go there, and look as as we said uh, on Sunday after the game, Carter Vickers, Jota, like so many of the players, Hatati, 
Maeda. That's a first game at Ibrooks, mm. and it's, it is it is different, baby, because they've not been <laughs> they've not they've not been to a stadium where like forty nine thousand out of fifty as rival fans. It's very rare you get that. So to go into that, would go down so early. You could say, right, let's see what you're made of, Celtic. Answered it within minutes. So we just kept playing our game, got the ball up the pitch, and took our chance when we done it. And I, as I keep saying, like this team, we go behind or we draw level, and we go right no difference we'll just keep playing and yeah. we'll get back into it and more often than not we're right back in it straight away and as soon as we're back in the game you're like well fine because it's a big huge difference watching the game live to watching it back and watching the game live you're like, oh, Celtic maybe weren't that good but watching it again you're like there wasn't that much to be worried about I, I, I remember thinking especially towards the closing stages when we were getting shelled into the box I there's a lot of pressure but they're not really creating really good chances no. Rangers I didn't feel like <laughs> They were creating really good chances. I was more nervous in the opening five minutes, I think, than I was in, in the closing five minutes. Mm, to be perfectly yeah. honest, you, you two were watching the game with me. You, <laughs> maybe you, you, maybe you, disagree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might disagree. But that's uh, two Glasgow derbies. That I, oh, wait, it's not the Glasgow derby, is it? If you're, uh, <laughs> if you're a Rangers fan. it's That was, that that old firm stuff was legitimately the the more most embarrassing thing that I've ever seen at, at, at Glasgow Derby. <coughs> Say Legit- something for them. Legitimately, all this market materials. This is the old. They were selling outside. They were giving out little paper flags that said the old firm on it. Hundred percent. That's worse than half and half scarves. I, I was going to say, what to what degree is that different to a half and half uh, scarf? Like, have you tried giving out Rangers flags instead yeah, of this old yeah. firm garbage? Look, it's very. I don't really know where to go from here with this particular theme of the last couple of weeks because I've already made the joke last week about how you know they're a divorced dad staggering about the streets still yeah. with the wedding ring on and all that, right? But I think I've always been of the the philosophy here that if someone's behaviour gets so embarrassing. Mm. At a point, it's no longer their fault. Somebody has to step in and have a word with them now. Yeah. Do we need to get hearts on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Linfield? Right. Do we need to gather Rangers friends in? I don't have a word with them. Yes, it's over. Rangers, <laughs> Rangers it's over. It's mortified. Like the, the wee archway saying yeah. the old firm, their boards, advertising, up, yeah, advertising boards. This is the old firm. Flags outside. I didn't know about that. That only came to light, I think, yesterday. Was yeah. it today as we record this, the Tuesday? about the wee flag saying old firm I, I didn't see any of them in the crowd I imagine they'd be getting flatly turned down because well it's a PR disaster because after yeah. every after every Rangers defeat to Celtic what I do is I jump on and say follow follow or listen <laughs> to the Rangers and their fans are like this what is this aye, aye. What, this is embarrassing and, and, it, and it really was and then a, Somebody posted on uh, Kerrydale Street Celtic Forum that old firm archway that they made it was in the bin yeah. the day it was <laughs> in the bin this morning lots of lovely Visual metaphors about this game. Yeah. The old firm what? was in the bin the next day. There was a broken bottle, quite literally, on the pitch as well. I crashed mm. the bottle on the pitch, if you will. But now, I'd love to know like, a genuine question, rhetorical. I don't expect an answer here, but is anyone else like this? Is anyone else like this in the world? Do, do you get derbies, let's say in Argentina mm. or Italy or something like that, where it's one sided and, and it's all like, oh, please be our partners in this thing? Yeah, that's... I suppose, like, if you know, you could say Manchester United, right? This is, I suppose, the equivalent of Manchester United or Everton, you know, making a name up for the, the Manchester <laughs> yeah. Derby just calling it like the super duper Derby <laughs> and trying to force that name upon Man City who just want none of it they just don't want any part in the like oh, it's been the super duper Derby for years it's quite different here because one team died and has uh, come back mm. as another team and they're trying to cling on to that thing aren't they but after the last week where they're no we don't want anything to do with this Sydney Cup because we yeah. and then 
the board or whoever it is are trying to hand out flyers, try to shove it in the fans' faces that, no, we are wanting to be part of the old firm. Well, the fans don't want to be part of it. So some bear on bear action it again. Ma- it makes absolutely no sense, but, you know, it had to be addressed because it was funny. To- toe curling. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely yeah. toe curling. Um, Celtic's performance, Stephen, let's run through some of the troops that performed so admirably on that day. Troops is a good word for it. Is it? it? Fucking shift. Rio Hatati. He has been the cause of much consternation (laughs) in the Discord um, because we were watching the game and I was sweating bullets at some of Rio Hatati's performances and we recorded the reaction as we do for um, all our patrons on on every Celtic game we record reactions. But we went live um, after the, the Ibrox game recorded the reaction on the reaction we were like Rio Hatati man you said before the game you didn't trust them yeah. and then after all the comments have been we talked about mate Hatati was fine so I'm giving you Stephen the opportunity now to address oh it, it's it's quite easy to go back and watch a game knowing what the result is and say everyone was fine because it didn't lead to a Celtic mm. uh, loss but yeah it wasn't bad Hatati wasn't bad but I did say before the game that I don't trust him now I want to make the distinction clearly here mm. that not trusting a player doesn't mean I don't rate him uh, those are two completely different things but the reason I say I don't trust him is because I, I know he's a very good footballer. I've seen him do it. I've seen him play really, really well. But has he had more of those performances than bad? No, he hasn't. Mm. And that's the reason I didn't really trust him to go into this game. And then he started. And look, I, I, I don't think he was actually bad, but I, I think his fitness is miles off it. And I don't really know how much he can get away with that in a game of that that level of intensity. Mm. Because while he did, I don't think he played badly, he did two or three things that you would expect out of an unfit player. One, he didn't track Ramsey into the box for, for that yes. goal. Two, he played one of the worst passes of the game immediately after that, putting Celtic on that yet more pressure. And three, it got to about the mark and he couldn't run. He, he was trying to follow someone into the box and he was just jogging in. I think it was a gamble, but I can only imagine that, well, we saw what happened when O'Reilly came on. He would he didn't last very long at all, so maybe he was struggling with something. Turnbull's not ready for that kind of game. Mm. So maybe it was just the least... Of the of the gambles of there, and, and I think you're right in your summation though. Sometimes because these games are like when you're watching it. So rewind the clock back. It's such thin margins. Yeah. So when you when someone just plays a terrible ball, and there was one or two I remember from a tatty, but he just either passed it straight to a Rangers player or shotted his pass or passed out the pitch, and the break is on. You think, oh god, this could be it. You're, yeah. like, you're panicking about it, Melly. What did you make of Hatati's performance? Yeah, I'm the same as Stephen. During the game, I was like, what are you doing? It, it was simple things, wasn't it? And the whole Ange Postacoglu thing is like, you work hard. And mm. with that, when he's tracking back, uh, what is it, 55, 60 minutes, you're like that. That, that's not that's not enough time to give somebody you can't be that done after that amount of time that's you have to be better than that and even if you are done you can make more effort than that but he did come a long way but he was alright in, in spells at watching the game back but as you say you're, you're watching the game back knowing nothing's going to come at but when he passed that across the box and it, you could have seen it coming as soon as he hit it it wasn't making it and the, they're not tracking like that that's the basics. That's the basics you have mm. to do. But the thing, two players that I thought didn't play very well for Celtic were Juranovic and Hitati. They were the two best players the last time we yeah, beat Rangers. Yeah, so true. it happens. It maybe yeah. just one of those games where you get a wee bit caught up in it, or you have a bad start and it affects your game. So I've not got many worries about the two of them long term. Juranovic sort of came into the game, and as the game went on a bit more, Hitati was better. It's just the the fitness there let him yeah. down, but. I wouldn't worry too much about them because like, you can have one or two passengers but for once Celtic had options off the bench and it made a massive difference in the game and look, they didn't have great games but that's going to happen sometimes. Everybody else had a cracking game. So we covered 
we covered the Rio Hotati thing for the patrons. Look, if you weren't involved in any arguments over which Celtic players <laughs> were the best and which weren't with us personally on our own personal time, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims, where you can dig us up personally for points <laughs> that we've made on the podcast and it's all rough and double stuff and you get extra content. Um, Cal McGregor was absolutely magnificent. Oh, what a in our captain's performance and look going that goal down so early on you need people to stand up and be counted and when he picked up that ball and just drove into midfield taking the pressure off Celtic bringing us up mm. and getting us into their half because we'd barely managed to get into the final third uh, before that and then the ball breaks and Celtic managed to get the goal from you like, right that's it that guy could have just wilted on it but he chose not to he chose to stand up and just drive us forward and that was exactly what we needed at that time because the longer that game would have went on where Rangers were Having chance, they had the first the goal obviously, and then if Celtic were giving the ball away a wee couple of times, which put us under pressure and with the crowd behind them, it could have got pretty relentless for Celtic. But Cal McGregor decided to go, nah, that's not going to happen under my stewardship, and just took us forward. And those look different types of leaders, different types of captains. Scott Brown and Cal McGregor are very different, but both can change a game for Celtic and what they do. And Cal McGregor chose it to do that and just drive Celtic forward. and Thank God he's there and I cannot wait to see him lift trophies for Celtic. He's genuinely just superb. Good at football, isn't he? he is quite good at football. <laughs> Put, that's the title of the podcast now. He, he's absolutely... I think we've already called it. There's a podcast <laughs> called Cal McGregor's quite good football. He's a medium-sized guy I thought, from memory. I can't remember what the context was, but he's, he is absolutely brilliant, Cal McGregor. Now, I, it's like we keep making the Scott Brown comparison, but it's a favourable one. We yeah. keep saying, like, we keep bringing up Scott Brown not to say, oh, he's not Scott Brown, is he? It's it's like the opposite. It's quite literally, he isn't Scott Brown, but he's Callum McGregor. He's a, he's a completely different type of captain. And look, look at the context of this. We've replaced Scott Brown, this like born leader that's all just busting out every mm. pore of him with this wee sort of unassuming, unimposing guy. He used to be a winger in his younger days and now he is the linchpin of the Celtic midfield. Going to Ibrox with, to all intents and purposes, no fans, although yeah. what a job that 700 did. But it's, you know, to go to Ibrox and put in that level of performance, to just drag the team back into it after a couple of minutes with that run into the box past Bassey. I mean, again, look, that Bassey big guy as yeah. well it, it would have been the easiest thing in the world for him to just bundle Callum McGregor over and, and probably like the referee probably would have let him away with it but <laughs> but I can't, just superb and for us for the first time in quite a while now we've actually got genuine contenders all fighting out for play of the year yeah. I, I was asked recently and I just before even before this game I said Cameron Carter-Vickers because I think he's just not put a single foot wrong all no. season there he is with a winning goal at Ibrox he's got four goals now and I think he's been brilliant, but people automatically say, oh, "But what about Cal McGregor? He's been." I'm like, I don't know. I know. It has, it has, <laughs> it's kind of like the, one. There can the, only be it's one. It's kind of like the McGregor rule. You just he he almost gets less credit for being consistently excellent yeah. at all times, yeah. and you sort of get used to. Him. Tom Rogic as well, cropping up with another goal at Ibrox. You want to talk about who's the better midfielder, who's the better player, Scott Brown or Cal McGregor or Tom Rogic? You could throw his name in there. They're both better than Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> They're both better than that absolute flop. I don't know how... He scored, I, mate. He scored time. He scored, aye. Put he's, us to the sod for two and a half minutes. He scored with... Um, what, he's, he scored one touch. Yeah, one, one touch the, finish. Extraordinary. The famous one touch finish. <laughs> That's one for the, the bods out there that, uh, that are picking up on this Astonishing stuff. stuff. Aaron Ramsey, I don't care if he scored against Celtic. It's no enough. But did he pay 60 minutes or, or 50 odd minutes, get hooked for Scott Arfield... <laughs> Um, yeah. How does a player, Stephen, the reputation of Aaron Ramsey come all the way over from Juventus, paid four hundred grand a week, to do absolutely nothing in the cinch? <laughs> cinch. 
it's it's quite remarkable. We were all kind of before the game. We were kind of gearing ourselves up for this to be the day that he actually does yeah. something. And see, after a couple of minutes where he scored, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to spew, man. I'm raging at this because I've been laughing at this guy the entire time. Here I'm being force fed my own medicine here yeah. by Aaron Ramsey, but that was really it. That was it. Um, I, in a way, I, I, you're right. I don't want to make it about Aaron Ramsey because it wasn't his show at yeah. all. Should have been. To, that was it. Should have been his. The because, reason I bring it up though is because. That kind of is his last opportunity. Yeah. Because yeah. for all intents and purposes, the competition is over. So he had to get one hand on the trophy. He turned up. All the fanfare. You know, we our our he was the signing in the January window, despite all the business that we done. January. It was the signing of the last twenty five years. Yes, you're right. Aye, best signing since Gaza. <laughs> uh, Gaza looked like a better option now. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> they've scored the same amount of goals. A couple of goals. <laughs> <laughs> And then, I mean, that's it. The, the curtain has come down on Aaron Ramsey's Rangers career and he's useless. Yeah, absolutely not. nothing. That, that was all she wrote. He yeah. got a goal. Um, got a goal against Dundee as well. So wow. that, that was pretty much it. But to go back to Tom Rogic, because who cares about Aaron Ramsey, quite frankly. We just, just have to stick the boot in. Yeah, we're having a little bit of fun about the hype. I think we've got a wee semi-final against him soon as ah, well. doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. But we were all, we all shovel-fed the hype about yes. him when he came in and, you know, he, he hasn't really done anything. But Tom Rogic... I was having a think about him as well, and I think we've we've just become accustomed to Tom Rogic doing it in these games. Mm. I, this, you know, there's all sorts of talk about this player and that. Is he a Celtic legend? Is he a great? Is he that? Is he this? But it's always like James Forrest. He's done this. He's, he's been here for so long. It's like Tom Rogic has been here through all of that as well, mm. and I think he's he's contributed pretty much as much as James Forrest has. So if if he's going into these categories, surely Tom Rogic does as Other well. Other day, Hunskelper. Uh, that's unbelievable. I, I'm going off the top of the head here. I'm not sure, but I reckon he's now got what six goals mm. against Rangers. That's leading him into Alan Thompson, Chris Sutton, John Hartson territory. There, very, very few modern day players have got more than six goals in one of these either yes. iteration of the derby here. Mm. So it's big thing. All the chat. I mean, the commentary from Ian Crocker after the goal was after Ramsey's goal was big game player big game goal scorer oh, blah 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 cliched, was it? Oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sick of him now man <laughs> it's no, getting no. a wee bit tiresome into it. but there was none of that for Tom Rogic and he, in a way he doesn't really need it because everybody knows he, he turns up in these games it was such a weird goal though the, the Tom Rogic goal because one we we mm. didn't celebrate for about three seconds. Melly's fault. He robbed me. <laughs> he robbed me of a celebration. Oh yeah, I brought. Come on, what do you expect? Willie <laughs> Collins a ref. I mean, if a, for that to happen so quickly, I was like, there's no way that's that's happening. <laughs> for context, as soon as the, the ball went in the net, Melly, and I was about to celebrate, Melly went, that's offside. And I was like, oh, took the air out my balloon. Aye. Aye, what I expected. I he just thought there'll, there'll be a way that they'll, they'll get out of this. And that, that was part of it as well. Rogic uh, didn't celebrate, but it's just the, the silence as well. Mm. It was just everything when it happened. And like, uh, it was a decent shot for Hatati McGregor. Maybe could have done a bit better. But when you see it from behind the goal, the finish from Rogic is brilliant yeah. because yeah. It, it takes a wee bounce up just before. And he manages to catch it so sweetly and... In the correct with the correct technique that is up and past McGregor before he can get his forty year old bones about, and so <laughs> it was brilliant because it was it came at a time when Celtic were under a bit of pressure, being a goal down. It was a first sort of attack, and after we equalised, they like right, we went a goal down, we sorted it out. Let's go on and win the game now. And for guys like Rogic and that, like can have your doubts over him. I thought at the start of the of the end of last season that was it for him. I thought he was one of the guys that should have been on the way out. But it's another guy that's changed my mind completely and I'm just that. oh he's only got a year left in his deal we can maybe see him get a new contract because like I don't, I don't see Tom Rogic as a guy you can hang a hat on to play 38, mm -hmm. 38 league games but 
They're like, have that guy in your squad who's starting or the, one of the first subs every day of the week now. It was a choice by Ange, wasn't it? Because, I mean, he had options. He could have started O'Reilly, he could have started Bitton and played McGregor up a wee bit. There was there was, there was was options there. Tom Rodgick wasn't there, an automatic pick. He took the words right out of my mouth. For the first time in a long time, Tom Rodgick doesn't have to play that level of games because we've actually got options mm. in there. We can change things up in midfield and he doesn't have to be the single creative outlet in the entire team that he has been in seasons gone past. We've relied on him an awful lot to be that kind of mercurial number 10 of the team, but we've got loads of creative players in there. I think we can we can switch things up and we can play without that type of midfielder mm. or we've got guys like O'Reilly. Hattati and Turnbull, to an extent, can yeah. play different, kind of similar types of roles to him, but for a change, there's less pressure on Tom Rogic and that seems to have brought out the best in him and that's, that's been the case for loads of players over yeah. the years like genuine competition brings this out of genuine players like if yeah. it'd be the easiest thing in the world for Tom Rogic to be like well I've got loads of midfielders now I'm taking a season off lads <laughs> <laughs> he's had enough of that <laughs> well, what I want to see for Tom Rogic is I want him to sign another contract right five year deal <laughs> right grow his hair out Oof. Take up the snouts uh, <laughs> and move into the number six position. Aye, it would be like one of these like Croatian guys or something, uh, Prozenetsky. Like like yeah, one of those type of players. That's his. <laughs> um, Dyson Maida. Never seen it like it in my life, Stephen. Un- I mean, we knew what the guy brought. It was something that I'd singled out before the game. I thought he was going to cause them problems. It was it was a performance like a which I've just never seen that type of football performance before. Oh. I can't remember. I, I, can you think of any player who does the amount of running, the amount of closing, the amount of graft the, the, no. I've never seen it like it. No, and uh, you know, you ever had one of those dreams, right, where something's chasing you and mm. your feet are kind of stuck together and you can't really run on it? I bet that's been James Tavernier the last couple This wee Japanese face just over his shoulder, just constantly chasing him about. No, he's, he's unbelievable. And the thing is, like, you could go and just get some some Scottish teenager that's going to run about all day. Like yeah. you could just, that's it's he's clever with it. Yes. He knows he knows when to pressurise defenders and he knows when defenders look like they're under pressure, when they're about to make mistakes, the amount of times he just nicked it off people as well. I, I was, <laughs> it was re- it's really hard to take in a game like that because like, full context, I thought I was going to be sick at one point. <laughs> I, was, I was overly caffeinated and just getting myself up to high dough watching that game. But I found myself like, looking back on it and I kept saying the same things over and over and over again. I kept saying, like, oh, it's him again. Mm. It's Maida again. Another guy was Greg Taylor. I don't want to move on from Maida no. just yet, but I, I found myself saying, Whenever there was like a wee clearance or a, a timely touch on the edge of the box, ah, that's Greg Taylor again. He's done it again. But Maida was the same up the other end. In fact, not even up the other no, end. Both it was it was left back and right back. He was absolutely everywhere. Juranovic was having a, a tough time in the first few. Well, he wasn't as if he was getting run ragged, mm. but he, he looked a little bit spooked in the first you know, few minutes. It took him a wee while to get into the game. So there were people coming back and helping him out. But Maida is just unbelievable. Just a what a. What a talent, and I, I don't want to really ever boil it down to I just runs about a lot because we've had players that can do that yeah. in the past. We've had loads of players that can do that in the past, but never to that effective level because there's often a kind of there's like a misconception about pressing in football that just means you just run about, you just mm. chase people doing that. It's about control, it's about when to do it and when not to do it. And Maida just seems to have that coupled with good, good coaching, it just seems to have an instinct for that. Uh, some of the positions he was picking up, especially in our defensive area. Uh, as you said, Tavernier at times must have thought, 
Right, I'm past him. Right, yeah, he's up, he's, yeah. right, I can forget about this guy. He's up the pitch behind me somewhere and then before you know it, he's clattering through and picking the ball up. Yeah, there was a point when Rangers went down the right-hand side and it was over to our left-back and he was, he'd was he been moved over to the right-hand side because I think it, quite in the first half, Ange moved him over. To the, I think if it was the first half, he moved him over to the right-hand mm-hmm. side maybe to give uh, Juranovic a wee bit of protection there because he was struggling a wee bit and Jota maybe have a bit more uh, up against Tavernier. But it was over the right hand, Rangers right hand side and going down and he was playing at right wing at the time and he came over and shut somebody down and normally sometimes you're like oh, he might be out of position for something else but he's got it within him to get back across mm. in seconds the, the performance was unbelievable and look it was so much hard work but he could be working hard all he wants see if Giacomacus and Jota aren't doing aren't pressing aren't going for the triggers with them it's all pointless because yeah, the Rangers can just play around them but they didn't they free them and look Giacomacus I thought his work rate was brilliant but I thought Jota while he didn't do as usual on the ball that sort of special stuff I thought his work rate was unbelievable and I didn't really notice it until I watched it again but yeah. the three of them pressing compared to Rangers I don't really remember them putting us under much pressure there was one with Joe Hart at the very start mm. of the game but when we were getting when the Rangers had the ball the amount of times it went out to their fullbacks and Maeda would close them down so much that the only option he had was to put it out the pitch or go all the way back to the keeper because Jack and Marcus and Jota were across cutting off all the angles and as well as that, the midfield as well. So I mean, when you're playing with somebody, mm-hmm. we've seen it with Kyogo, and, but when you've got guys in your team like Greg Taylor, like Cameron Carter-Vickers, Starfelt, McGregor, then up to Maeda, if you've got so many guys like that bursting everything they have, Jakimakis as well, Emdy that's not goes, oh, wait a minute, I maybe need mm-hmm. you up it here. And the whole team, like, I can't fault Emdy for effort in the game. There was some bits of passing that wasn't great or anything, but the effort from everybody just to put in that absolute shift and the reason they do that is because they want it because they have to because it's drilled into them by their manager and Maeda, Kyogo, McGregor these guys all embody that and this is what Andrew's created This is what a football team is compared to last season we've got a football team here with a clear game plan that are a fall- team in it right, they're falling out carrying out the manager's instructions and I put a tweet out from our Twitter account um, earlier on asking who's the most underrated Celtic player at the moment and a lot of people saying Carl McGregor, a lot of people saying Carter Vickers, which I don't think Carl, I don't know. I mean, depends on your perspective of underrated. Those guys tend to get regular plaudits and a lot of people want us to pay six million quid for Carter Vickers. Yeah. But the one player in my mind who I think is underrated, especially now, is Greg Taylor. That guy is absolutely thriving under Ange. He's, it's taken him a while. I think we just need to be honest about it. It's taken him a, a while for Greg Taylor, but I, he's just this season this especially this year but this season I think Greg Taylor has been absolutely tremendous he's another one of these players who just embodies the work rate and the the, the he was winning headers I know he was just <laughs> he was everywhere and yeah. he's, he's he's sort of taken a lot he seems to have taken a lot of a lot on a lot of responsibility on he's no hiding in games he's, he seems to be very vocal one of the main players when you were talking about the when Hatate was towing the caravan I can't remember, it was Greg Taylor that was shuriking him he was yeah, yeah. bollocking him for no making the run so it was really good to see that, and I thought Greg Taylor was excellent in that game. And Greg, look, open Instagram comments. I know you, <laughs> I know you've got you. You don't let strangers comment on your Instagram because you used to get papers, but open them up because we love you. Yeah, and yeah, it probably has taken quite a while, but you know, it was signed at the same time as Bolingoli. Saw him off. Uh, yeah, saw him off. Saw saw oh, off Johnny back, Hayes. Back. Saw off Laxo. Mm. Uh, oh, Bolingoli's back. I of course he is. Uh, but no, he's he's been great this season. He really has one or two hiccups. I think it was poor against Bodo, wasn't he? That, uh, was one it game. that that game, just the one game, and didn't play the other game. But again, I feel like 
that that's kind of like the Abada thing, like focusing just on that to say that he's not had a good yeah. season would be absurd. So I think I think Greg Taylor has been absolutely brilliant, and I can't help but feel this is just my opinion, and people can freely disagree with it if they want. I just and feel, they will. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I feel like he still just suffers from being an unfashionable signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just he was a guy for Kilmarnock and. I think people just sort of made their minds up about him quite early on. Um, I'll be guilty of that as well. I'll be guilty of having all, said... On this podcast, yeah. we've been pretty scathing about some of his performances. Yeah, and uh, he's, the, he's the one guy that comes up time and again, oh, we could improve on him. Well, pff, I'm sure you can, but it's not as easy as that, is it? Because uh, we said after the January window, look, Ange's just gone and signed a raft of players from Japan. You're not telling me that there wasn't a left back that he could mm. have just gone and get. See if he didn't rate Greg Taylor, could have just gone and got himself a left back for 1.5 million. It would have been absolutely top class probably. But Ange believes in Greg Taylor. Every time he gets picked, every time he gets picked, even in quite silly points this season, people call him for skills to play ahead mm. of and things like that. It's just just no right. And even I've I've made the case for Juranovic playing at left back, but I'm just I'm wrong. I'm wrong about that. I think Greg Taylor's by a country Can you mile. Say that, mate? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, you're not uh, a bit wrong. No, of course not. <laughs> you trying to say you've changed your mind on <laughs> no, something? Embarrassing. God forbid. <laughs> Sacked. That's me suspended for next <laughs> next week's podcast. But no, look, I I take everything back. I've I've never been particularly scathing about Greg Taylor, but I've been wary of him, and I've probably just bought into the exact same thing as I've just flagged up. Just that kind of signed him from an unfashionable team. He's an unfashionable player. But, he's not a flashy guy. But look, if see if he was. He, if he was Honduran, I mean, Emilio Zagiri only ever had Danish like or I've, something. only ever had like one or two good mm. seasons for Celtic, and yet he's like a he's one of these pure cult heroes. Greg Taylor, I think, uh, is going uh, to be as good as that. Surely, sometimes it takes a manager, though, doesn't it, Melly? Yep. Sometimes oh, it yeah. takes a manager because who was 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 Greg Taylor? A, was he a Lennon signing? Was yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a Neil yeah. Lennon signing, and so he would have had what a season and a bit under Neil Lennon or whatever. Last season doesn't count. I don't, everyone gets a clean slate. Last season doesn't count even for Rangers and I'm <laughs> going to get on to that, right? But sometimes it just takes a manager to come along um, and, and get the absolute best out of a player. And I think that's what we're seeing with Greg Taylor. Like you said, it's about trust. Yeah, he, yeah. he obviously trusts Greg Taylor. Was there a period at the beginning of the season where he didn't? I know Juranovic played left back, but I'm trying to remember if that was down to Greg Taylor being injured. Did he get the shoulder injury? Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. I thought there was early on in Europe. But look, I think Greg Taylor's a good player. He's improved massively this mm. season, but he did have a few things when he came in. He was on the back of coming in, Kieran Tierney leaving. He's mm. nothing like Kieran Tierney in the way he plays. In fact, you'd probably question the signing now. Like, why did you bring in Greg Taylor? Because he's nothing like the yeah. guy he replaced and. We were trying to sort of replicate that, but with this system that Ange plays, and look, you can say sometimes it's a good manager, but this is just such contrast between last season and this season. A good manager who we've seen can dish out the team talks, who we've seen can talk to players and get the best out of them. But if you're marrying that with having a system and telling players they know exactly what to do because it's no coincidence that Tony Ralston's having a good season, mm. but so is Juranovic, Greg Taylor's having a good season, the centre-halves, all our midfielders are playing well, our forwards are all playing well. That just doesn't happen because the manager's decent and can talk to them. That's because the manager's very good, has a philosophy, has a style, sticks to it, and every player knows exactly what yeah. they have to do, but also they know the standards they have to hit. If they're not given 100%, they'll no start. And if they're no starting, they'll no get in the bench. We've seen players come in and out all season. Like Liam Scales, he's did all right sometimes. Mm. He's not been seen for weeks now because players have taken ahead of him, Greg Taylor included, and options in the bench are better. So you can 
have anything and but that as well as the manager it has to take the player as well and Greg Taylor Tony Ralston all these guys have taken the instructions on board and flourished I mean Greg Taylor you're not going to see him like Kieran bombing on down the left hand yeah. side and whipping in crosses but coming inside and making angles and cut, getting on the ball he's always been tidy on the ball he just doesn't have that pace and he's always been a good defender and when the backs were the backs were to the walls at the weekend a bit Greg Taylor stood up one of the smallest guys in the park, but put in a shift, was everywhere with tackles, headers, everything, and he showed a bit of quality. Mm. Thought he was going to score. Thought he was going oh, to right. <laughs> How good did that be? Greg Taylor, Harry Brooks. Well, that'd be like El Kaduri, wouldn't it? Lee <laughs> Naylor joining a long lineage of left backs yeah. oh, that have scored against Johnny Rangers. Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes. Hayes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez, oh, Johnny Hayes. <laughs> but I, so it was just the complete performance from him. The only blemish on it was he had to go off early mm. but just class performance from him the two centre half beside him Joe Hart as well and like he went all about the midfielders and forwards but that gave us Celtic a solid foundation and we can go on about this Celtic defence again and all that but letting a goal in the first three minutes what did Rangers create maybe two decent chances after that again we're not conceding chances and that's against the second best team in the league which is Going into oh, that game. Again. Uh, well, I know. Because yeah. <laughs> Celtic, well, I think Celtic have been really good this season, especially recently. You can't argue with the form. Rangers have dropped a lot of points, but winning at Celtic Park, you're like, fair enough, it's a home game, mm. 60,000 people. But to go there, beat them, look fairly comfortable in it. But I still think Celtic could have went up a few gears if oh, sure. I mean, uh, they could play better. Chances. So now we're looking at it. We're six points clear. We're how many goals clear? Mm. And we've beat them home and away now, and where we've got a sort of settled squad. We're the better team. We're the we better team here right now. So to go from where we were, getting beat 2 0 off Rangers in the Cup this time last season, basically a full team's changed. Get this 25 points to six points ahead. It's an unbelievable job. And guys like Greg Taylor, Ralston, Body, what the managers bring. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join four other million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and is giving support for fighters, survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. It's, it's, not, it's not even that, Stephen. It's only 25 points. It's the, it's the 12 point swing I'm more interested in. Yeah, yeah. It's the 12 point. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst came into Rangers, and we thought we thought that was a pretty decent signing for them. League uh, winner. Yeah, uh, we thought it was a pretty decent signing for them. Oh, no. Gerard's left. They've went out. There was mumblings about, oh, we've even got a better manager than that. And there was, there was a wee worry there. But for me, the difference is that Giovanni's a, a manager with no very much substance, whereas Ange Postacoglu clearly is a manager that's got substance. And I think. Sometimes a manager just has another manager's number, and whereas Steven Gerrard kind of had Neil Lennon's number, I think it's fair to say that. Looking back, I'm starting to think that maybe Ange Postecoglou has got Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's number because that was Ibrooks, that was a very important game, and yeah, Rangers had most of the ball, but I think they ended up and they end up had six shots on target to our five. As Melly said, there was a couple of chances. I think Tom Rogic had a chance that McGregor saved. Maeda was brought down the box. We had a couple of chances to stretch Abada. that. Abada. We had, oh, aye, Abada, had, aye. Yeah. We could have stretched that scoring. Well, yeah, Abada maybe should have done better, actually. There was one that was looked like an amazing save from McGregor, mm-hmm. but when you see it back, you think, well, it's a good yeah. save, but it's Abada has put that right in the bit where McGregor wanted it, basically. So, yeah, it was it was a decent save. You're thinking if Kyogo had been on the end of yes. them, is it? But you know, there's no, no sense even talking need about him. that. Didn't didn't That's the thing, he's still to come. We've got two games against Rangers and Kyogo's itching to play against trolling them. at this point. Leaving a bit and then saying we could, I thought we could do without him today. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable, guys. The poor wee guy's absolutely choking to get back on that pitch. And Did you hear what Ange said about him? He goes, he was trying to catch my eye every two minutes <laughs> of training to show me he was fit enough to play. <laughs> Doing press-ups and all that every time Ange walks past. But uh, oh, he'll, he'll have his day as well, but we're... He's right, didn't need him. We didn't need him mm. at all. And it could have been more... See, we're, we're talking about Ange and you know, I think a lot of the, the players have been vindicated in their selections and, and, they're, and they're being brought to Celtic. Yep. Um, Ange as well. A lot of question marks um, at the time. And I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I'm going to get break down the whole season and where the journey would have been on with Ange. But a lot of questions over him at the time. One, including... It was the, the standard Scottish football line. He's not going to understand what it's what it's like mm. to be here because he doesn't know what it's like to have to win every single game that he plays yeah. in. I think it's like, I I just think it's the opposite now. Like not the opposite. He does it doesn't have to lose every game. What I mean by that is Ange Postigoglu came to Celtic having been ups have had ups and downs in his entire career. He's failed in places, he's had huge success at international level, he's won leagues in other places, mm. but he'd Ange Postigoglu 
when he was asked in October or whatever it was, if the league title was over, just sort of scoffed at people, right? Yeah. Ange is a guy who understands that not winning every game of football isn't the end of the world. And that's exactly what we've needed this season. <laughs> what, the, the, that approach is exactly what we need. None of this blood and guts, we need to win every game stuff. And Postagoglu has been in the game long enough to know that, see if you lose three of your first six games of the season, don't talk to me about the league being over. That That's not the end of the world at all. We're still working on this and we're going to get better. So I think... Like all those questions that made to look absolutely mm. ludicrous now going at the, oh, October. All this, all this stuff, you're right, in October, the press questions too. What I, what I love about Ange Postecoglou is he's never he's neither up nor down mm. after any result. And it, it's, not, it's not an act he's put on. It's just that he's been round the block with these so many times. I'm not talking about the size of club he's operated at or anything like that, but he knows he's football and he knows that losing a couple of games, dropping a few points here and there is not the end of the world and it shouldn't be treated as such. Certainly not internally. If the fans can react however they want, but they certainly behind closed doors will not be treating losing the first three or three of the first six games of the season as the end of the world and the end of the title race. It, I mean, if you watch the behaviour of the Rangers fans, you might think it was the end of the world <laughs> for them on <clears throat> Sunday. You don't want to spend too much time talking about this crap. You said actually before the game, Stephen, you quite prescient. You said this is a uh, some of the stuff that was happening. You're like, this is ridiculous. Something's going to start. This, yeah. w w you can put your own words better than I can. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I just said that I can't remember what we were talking about, but I just said that look, things just seem to be getting a wee bit heightened between. Mm. There was the, the fireworks and the gluing. Yes, and all that. That, that's right. So <laughs> the silliness before the game, the fireworks in the hotel and gluing the door shut. But I've since read that with Celtic fans. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what, what the that fireworks. Was. No, the the gluing the. Oh the yeah, game. Sure that, yeah. I, I don't know. I've not read any further into it, but it doesn't really matter now. But I said before the game that, that things are just feeling a wee bit heightened with this game just now. The, mm. the bile and the, the hatred and all that just seems to that be... good old Scottish football bile. The bile. It's never used in any other context no. other than Scottish <laughs> football, is it? But it seems to just be getting ratcheted up. And I'm not being reactionary to what happened with the bottle and the guy pretending he wanted to come on the pitch, which we'll talk about in a second. What I said before the game is that it just feels like something. somebody's going to do something stupid at one yeah. of these games and there we go, 45 minutes later, 45 minutes after we did that stream before the game, there was a, a smashed bottle on the pitch, which is, I, I don't know, I've not followed any of the media around it since, mm. but how can how can that be allowed to happen? The thing is, Rangers fans' behaviour, right, has been getting progressively worse for yeah. years now and there's been a lot of stuff that's gone unchecked and I remember saying on this podcast, I'm not trying to get too philosophical about it, but... There was some pretty grotesque stuff that surfaced about Scott Sinclair when uh, he yeah. when he joined Celtic, right? And it went completely unchecked. Yeah. It went unchecked for ages. And I said, Scott Sinclair is the Canadian in the coal mine because what I think what we've got Rangers fans is just like a history of unchecked behaviour. Even this season, I read the thread on Follow Follow. That apparently, like like pitch invasions are quite commonplace at the end of the game at Ibrox now. Just people just running onto the pitch and yeah, to yeah. celebrate with the players and all that sort of stuff. And then there's stuff like you say with the fireworks outside the, the hotel Pretty pointless. All that tells me is that they have no faith in their faith in their team to beat Celtic. They need all the help they can get through there. Um, the, the the idiocy of broken glass being thrown into the penalty area on the pitch where both sets of players are yeah. going to be playing. Their game is, is Aaron Ramsey's just as likely as Joe Hart to slide on that and rip his Achilles tendon or something mental, like that. I mean, absolutely mental. And then obviously the the Celtic physio getting hit with a bottle. Yeah. But one thing that surprised me out of the whole thing is Rangers are a football club that are no shy of putting out statements. They put a statement out for absolutely everything. They put a statement out today to tell their fans that uh, Alfredo's season is over. Shame. Um, <laughs> but they've not put a statement out about any of this. No. Uh, about their own fans' behaviour. So, also, the banners about 
unspeakable things that I don't even want to get into. The banners of that, the songs about that, the bigotry, all the stuff that I forgot to mention because it's so commonplace. Ah, that's just caught. That's that, just, you just take that as granted. You, know, for granted. you take that because it happens every... Barely this, registers. Aye, it's, it's insane that this just happens in a football stadium and nobody seems to mention it. Well, people do mention it, but no one within football wants to speak out about it or sort it. But you're right, it's just going to get worse and worse until the behaviour gets checked. See, the, the glass thing as well, I think i seen somewhere that, that it was a bottle that was thrown onto the pitch and it hit the bar of the post and mm. that's why it smashed. Right, okay. That's subsequently but, been disproven, by the way. Oh, has it? Uh, yeah, a, th- a steward came out and said that wasn't the case. No, right, well, e- even if that was the case, like, a bottle went on the pitch. Yeah. A bottle was going on the pitch either way, so even worse now that I know that... So somebody had broken glass and threw it on the pitch, like... What goes through your head? What, well, that's what, that's not an awful lot. I no. would imagine. No. So, so you're looking there, like, okay, this is a game your team need to win. They're currently losing. You throw a glass onto the pitch to try and injure an opponent mm. into a place where your players are going to be as well. And, and it's just not even that. It's like you don't have it within you not to throw glass at an opponent because you think you hate somebody that much. It's Joe Hart. He's barely been <laughs> here a season. He's one of the just a professional guy. Mm. These people are just, they're just scum. They're brainless. We don't, I think we're attributing far too much cognitive thought to this thing. The one guy who I did quite like though, Stephen, that you alluded to, was the guy when Carter Vickers <laughs> scored, <laughs> who's trying to jump the advertising hoarding. Aye. It's, let him. We hard me back, yeah. Do you want to take on Carter Vickers? The guy's a unit. Aye. I, I actually, you see when you, you see the unique angle, you can actually hear Carter Vickers saying, let him pass. <laughs> 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 but, um, it just calms everyone down and goes okay we uh, can do this I just saw that as silly there's been a mm. lot of um, a lot of hand wringing over that because it was a guy trying to get on the pitch I don't think he wanted any part no of being chance. on the pitch he got as far as the, the advertising holding took one put one leg over it and then stopped doing a wee hold me back and sure enough he was like he was about to shout something then he got there oh, like somebody grabbed him by the neck from behind and pulled <laughs> him back, back he's on. On safety. Remember, remember the guy that done it Scott Brown that came uh, out yeah, he was yeah. like he's early 20s and he looked like he was 40 or something <laughs> that's right yeah. but now and jokes aside though again these people are emboldened to think that they can just do that I yeah. know to me, club built on hate yeah he had no intention of actually entering the pitch because he just wanted to show off in front of his wee pals and all that mm. right? he jumped in and then get pulled back off again but I wouldn't have been in the least bit surprised. It's like the the banners and the songs that you've just you've just not well not mentioned there because we don't want to talk about stuff like that on here. But it's like it's stuff like that. It's, I'm barely even surprised anymore. I'm, I'm not surprised in the slightest that you got footage of a guy trying to get on the. Or, it's not, it's not Rangers' problem now. It's a it's a old firm Glasgow well, Derby yeah. problem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. As it's framed again, like, old firm Yobs. What, yeah. what did Celtic do in all of this? Uh, Part of it, win a game. Someone who I'd really like to hear from on is David Tanner. <laughs> interested, <laughs> interested to hear Davy's opinion of it. Um, right, that's enough of that. Is the league over? Oh, um, it's aye. It and Andy, Hall- and Andy Halliday's words on sports on a Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic have got more than one hand on the trophy. <laughs> right, right. In a world where a man has two hands. <laughs> He has more than one hand on the trophy. You know I have to make a confession. I can't slag that too much because see, when I hesitated a couple of right. seconds there before Anson, I almost said, we've got one foot over the line. But see, when you've got one foot over the line in a race, you've won it. Well, yeah. So that, that would be just a ludic- well, it's just like It's ludicrous. like when people call a performance below par, but yeah. the whole objective of golf is to get below par. <laughs> yeah. um, Andy Halliday also said that Rangers, um, the panic buttons set in on Rangers... <laughs> Right. Pan- and I quite like that like panic buttons as a name oh just sit down you've just got a case of the panic buttons <laughs> I, I quite like <laughs> sweeties or something <laughs> I, I quite like that the panic button setting um, Melly uh, 
I said uh, before this that if Celtic, even if Celtic had lost this game, I'd still have faith in them to go on and win these mm. games. I can't go back on that. I think that I thought this was going to be a very difficult game and it turned out to be, but to go there and win and answer another question, this team have just done it all season and look, as Stephen spoke about Ange Postecoglou, he's not going to let standard slip. It's not no. going to be, all oh, win this many games. Will be, no, we win next week against St. Johnston and then we go into the cup game and then we get back to league duty. It'll take it one game as a, one game at a time, as a famous post podcast once said. So, I, I think I can't see Celtic slip now. Six games to go. We've got to play them at home as well. We need to win four of them probably. The goal difference as well. Going to take a monumental collapse from a team that's dropped what two points since Boxing Day. Mm. That's, that's an incredible run of form Celtic are in. And look, you have to drop points at some point. But Johnson next week's a home game, and then if we win that. We go nine points clear with five games to go and I know Rangers play the next day, but there's no room for error for Rangers and it, they're not winning three games in a row right now. So it's going to take a monumental swing and a monumental collapse from Celtic. And I just, Celtic are just playing too well. And even if you look at Celtic and we looked at the the game there, a couple of players, Tati Rogic starting to tire. We brought on two good players. Yeah. We haven't been able to do that all season. We can do that now and didn't even have our best striker on the pitch, Kyogo. So he's to come back. And if you look at Rangers, all they're saying is, ah, if we don't have Morelos, we don't tick. We've not had Kyogo for three, four months now. Yeah. And we're still on this huge run of wins. So we've still got one of our best players to come back. We've had injuries all season. Tumble's still Ham, to come back. Hamstrings yeah. pinging all over the place. Yet, has Ange moaned about it once? Has he given that as an excuse? Not once. Mm. And this is what you get. You build up a team's resilience. You build up that mentality. And we're building towards this now. And it's just it's another one as well, winning away at Ibrooks. It's another one that gives us that confidence going into the cup I mean, semi-final game as well. That's the first game they've lost at Ibrox, I think, since Hamilton. In like two years ago. Aye. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Uh, almost exactly two years, I think it was just... Was that the Neil Lennon game when he went, Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 so it was. Yeah, it was a great meme for a, mm. for a few days yeah, after that. was that. when he was, fuck off, Mikey. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Neil Lennon, that's the thing. He's, he supplied us with many gifts. <laughs> God bless him, yeah. To, meme lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to this day, the, the meme king of Scottish football, <laughs> Neil Lennon, but... <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I, I said that going in as well. It's like we're we're all very confident here, but we're on the verge of getting carried away because as much as Celtic have been on this massive run, they very rarely lose mm. at, at Ibrox. Very, very rarely. It's certainly domestically anyway. So you know, going there and getting any kind of result would be brilliant. I would take a draw right now. That's that's the kind of mindset yeah. I got myself into before the game. But it turned out it was, I, I needn't have been worried because, although I shat myself during the game, I was an absolute You, it, you said 2-1 before the game, but didn't you? Did I say 2-1 right off? I think that. you even said we go a goal behind, did you not? I said, well... That might be me. I did actually, didn't uh -huh. I? Did you? No, I, I can't remember now. I think I'd, no, I think I said... I can't remember. No, I said well, <laughs> it doesn't matter at all because it's in the past. But what I said was we'll go a goal up and they'd be booing at half time. They'd be booing their own no. team off at half time and then they'll get an equaliser on Celtic to snatch at the end. But all it was all done by half time. Listen, we've got a, a great competition in association with footballprizes.co.uk. You can enter the competition. It ends on Thursday. This Thursday they have weekly competitions at football prizes. This week's competition is a signed Scott Brown shirt. Mm. Uh huh. A signed Scott Brown Celtic shirt and a signed. This is the one I want. Ange Postecoglou 
It's like a photo frame with lots of different pictures in it. What do you call it, Stephen? Uh, I thought it was going to be a jumper there. Collage. Is that a collage? A collage, right, yeah. See. Oh, you wanted that signed and jumper? <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe football prizes can get onto that. Uh, the, the details are below in the link of this, whether you're watching it or listening to it. Use code TIMS for 10% off your ticket. I think tickets are around £3.50. Every single Thursday, they're running great Celtic theme prizes. And that's footballprizes.co.uk and the discount code is TIMS. I think we did a good job there running through um, everyone that deserves to be spoken about. But I think the Final word, Stephen has to go on to someone I feel like might be your favourite Celtic player at the moment. <laughs> Final word has to go on Cameron and Carter Vickers. His performance is goal. Also, though, stop calling him the fridge. That is <laughs> that is one. It's silly. And two, Rangers used to call George Edmondson the fridge. That's that. Who exactly? <laughs> that's the only thing I remember about George Edmondson. They used to call him the fridge, and I just hate that we've nicked a wee bit of their patter for a player who's much much better. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Patch that. Um, now, what a star. What a star mm. Cameron Carter-Vickers is. The the beating heart of this team, apart from Callum McGregor, um, he, he is the absolute standout player, just for me, mm. just personally for me. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Said it earlier, I don't think he's put a foot wrong all season. He's unbelievable. The, the only thing that edges him ahead of Starfield, who I think has been equally good in defence, and we should probably mention that as well for the game. I feel like... It, it, We've not got a long enough podcast to go into everybody's mm. like, individual performance, but everything that came near that box for the most part of the second half as well, Starfield or Cameron Carter-Vickers or Joe Hart was just dealing with it. But the thing that elevates him above Starfield is just purely the fact that he hasn't made any mistakes Nothing. at all. Yeah. I don't. I really can't think of any. I'm sure I could be corrected on that because no defender goes an entire season making zero mistakes. But I can't remember any from Cameron Carter-Vickers. Certainly nothing that's led directly to goals. He's scored now at Ibrooks and a, a winner at Ibrooks. Yep. He scored big goals. The, all, the, all of, still all of his goals with his feet, which is not what you expect from the kind of big dominant centre half. Most of the first touch finishes. Yeah, most of the first touch finishes, <laughs> of course. Um, but which is astonishing, <laughs> astonishing stuff. But I think he's been superb. I, it's probably come up a number of times this season where we talk about, I but should you sign him? Is he really worth six million? Could you get better for that? The answer is flatly no. no. We cannot get better than that for six million pounds. We could spend the next five years picking up. God knows what, Felix, mm. Serbia and all that for 1.3 million and all that and like taking total punts or we could just go and get the real deal. A guy that <laughs> is absolutely good enough for it. I, I, it's kind of like years ago we used to faff about with strikers, buying all these like cheap strikers yeah. and then Rangers went out and ye went Jelovic and we were, well, why did we not just go and get that guy? <laughs> Cameron Carter-Vickers, just sign him. If the deal's there to be done, I don't know what his ambitions are. Uh, I don't know if he wants to go back to England, but... Uh, that's irrelevant for now I, I think it's an absolute no-brainer to get that guy in because he's one of the best defenders we've had in years and see th this defence it's it's kind of been forgotten about we've, had, we've spoken about him a few times now Julian and he's not he's nowhere to be seen but that's that's just unfortunate that he's been one injured and two usurped by two really good defenders yeah. but we need to remember that prior to last season and the falling apart of that and Shane Duffy being added and all that Celtic had a really good defence we had Christopher Ayer and we had Christopher Julian yeah. and various others that came and went Boyata was good for a time but these guys have come in and made them made us completely forget about these guys we've not spent a single second this season ruin the fact that we don't have Scott Brown we don't have Christopher Ayer we don't have Vodson Edward we don't, those guys have been almost forgotten about yeah. this season all good players but Cameron Carter-Vickers is a massive part of how these guys just haven't been missed at all. Get the guy signed. It's a, it's a no-brainer for me. That that argument about, oh, well, you could, oh, there's better out there for six million. It's kind of mythical. Um, yeah. Even if you do, some of these accounts do like to go and look at other leagues and dig out the numbers and the videos of, so, oh, we could go and see. There's no, 
just because you found a guy in the Italian league, or there's no there's no proof that you could sign that guy. You yeah. know, he's just an intangible guy that's you know plying his trade elsewhere. And yes, he might end up signing for a Premier League club next season, but there's nothing to say Celtic could get him. The fact that, as you say, Stephen, if the deal's there to be done with Carter Vickers, he's in the building. If he's enjoying his football, he's by all intents and purposes, or it looks like we're going to have Champions League football to look forward to next season, playing at the highest level. If the guy wants to join Celtic, I would not hesitate, not for a minute, to give him the deal. No, I don't think him. They would now. I'm struggling to think of a guy that's come in and just looks well. Kyogo, maybe so many <laughs> players this season actually, but this centre half, he's came in and he's just looked like, well, this guy is good. And remember, we were getting him on deadline day. It wasn't going to happen. It was mm. a, a very last minute loan that probably just got over the line. And at the time, we're maybe thinking, oh, he'd be an absolute bonus. He's been one of the best signings we have. Maybe one of the best ever loan signings we've ever done. He's came in, slotted in seamlessly, and just looked brilliant. And he's just nothing's seen... tested him, has it? There's no, not one no. player that we've seen that went. Oh, he's getting Carter Vickers a hard time. No, and you can say, oh, maybe he can go out and get better for six million. Well, we paid seven million for Julian a few years ago, and it's always, ah, he doesn't like a bit of physicality about him. Carter Vickers loves that. He yeah. loves it. He's got pace. He can play with a ball. He's just brilliant, and he seems to be enjoying it. And he can say talk about his goal. It was a brilliant finish. Left foot rattled it in, and just love seeing him celebrate. Man, he's he's an absolute colossus. But it's just the defensive work as well. He's just everywhere. He's heading it away. He's clearing it. Absolutely loves doing the dirty work as well. So I think him and Starfield have got a really good partnership as well. So if we can keep that together, if we can keep this team together going into next season and add one or two players, which if we do win the league and get the Champions League football, six million for Carter Vickers, it shouldn't be even, we shouldn't even be thinking twice no. about it. I think it will just be down to him where he wants to come. And look, it's not as if he's a 20, 21 year old guy. He is a bit further into his career and he's not played a lot of football. So does he want to go straight back to the Premier League and test himself? If he's got options there, he'll probably look at them. But another year at Celtic and then he could move on no bother because Champions League football would be a, a lovely draw and it would give him a chance to test himself but I absolutely love the guy love love the way he plays and like most of the players I love this team man I don't think many people are going to think that our sort of cautious uh, approach to whether or not we're in the league is going to hold much water the, you know we're sort of going I <laughs> yeah. don't know maybe we need to but at the same time going oh we've got Champions League and we're going to get this but you know we're talking as if it, we're talking as if it's a done deal and I think that just comes down to just a amount of faith that we, we've got in the manager and I personally just have so much faith in the guy um, it's just there's so much there's lots to talk about with regards to where he started and where the season's going to end and I'm sure we'll discuss it on a, on a later podcast but you just round off some of the names that left in the summer that the players we lost in the summer, the quality that left this team oh, in the yeah. summer was unbelievable and, and we've managed to do a really good job bringing it in. So I, I, I'm just super pleased for Ange that we got that result. I, I really do think he's got Gio's number. I've enjoyed the fallout, the Rangers, because this is the difference between us and Rangers. They're dining out and winning that title last season. Oh yeah, They're yeah. dining out in it. Their manager said it was job complete. Their players are no signing new contracts. And that's the difference between Flash in the Pan and Real Champions. We won nine in a row. We lose 10, but we didn't panic. We didn't sack absolutely every single person, though. You know, there was maybe... Ha there was maybe a, a bit of panic. There was a bit... <laughs> no, I mean internally. I mean, Celtic didn't lose their identity over losing nine in a row, over losing 10 in a row. Do you know what I mean? We just went out, rebuilt, quietly rebuilt, brought some good players in, and, and almost, almost 
immediately came back to the level we were supposed to be whereas Rangers win that title once and it's feet up legs back and they're, they're dining out in it for God knows how long Did Goldson know say something about the hunger as well earlier this season when they dropped points he said something about a few of the players have kind of lost the hunger yeah. after after the achievements of last that's season That's no champions so, do you yeah, I mean that's yeah. fluking it that's flashing the pan <laughs> that <laughs> does, basically doesn't count And you, you contrast that with um, there's something that I wanted to flag up as well. Like Callum McGregor speaking after the game. Mm. I would urge everyone to go and watch that as well because that was just a couple of minutes, just a couple of minutes post-match interview, still on the pitch really. He was talking about Ange and how they got the job done on the day and he, he kept using the same word over and over. He said clear. He said mm, th- yep. he said things like clear identity, clear plan, clear this, clear that. I was like, right, what a difference. What yeah. a difference that is. And again, it's just it's massive credit to not only Callum McGregor, uh, well, Ange Postecoglou as well, but it's all very well Ange Postecoglou having a clear plan, a clear identity, and a clear you know needs to be a good one as well. Yeah, it? <laughs> it needs to be a good one. Yeah, not only clear but good. <laughs> that goes for the whole yeah. club though, because yeah. Rangers Rangers won the league right and had no idea how to build on it. Yeah. They had no idea what to do with that. They just they I'm produ- a Diallo, mate. Uh, they, they produced <laughs> all the sort of fanfare about winning it and the title and the the celebrations and the videos and then. But after that, they, they've got, there's nobody in that building that knows how to be a, a title-winning team. They they won the title and that, that was the end of it. And Dave King, I remember Dave King said, you know, Celtic lose the league, they'll fold like a deck of cards, which isn't the phrase, Dave <laughs> King, right? It's, it's you fold like a house of cards, right? But Dave King, and there was people going, look, Dave King's right. Look how right Dave King is. Celtic lost the league and that's them folded. Now nah, we came right back yeah. and it was actually Rangers who won the league and completely folded like a deck of cards and, <laughs> and that is what happened it was yous that were the deck of cards you won it once and think you'll sh- still be watching and oh. listening what oh it'll definitely have one eye on us for sure <laughs> so there is a couple of games left there's six games to go in this i just got utmost faith that Ange isn't going to blow it this podcast will go down in history as one of the the all-time most watched podcasts in the world <laughs> if, we, if we don't lose the league um but that that league defense that league defense that league title starts again on Sunday against St Johnston we simply cannot lose that game yeah well that's it it's, it's the big cliche though isn't it but there's no point in doing and making that achievement mm. and you know, showing the guts and determination to get that result and then going blowing it against St Johnston at home but I don't have any you know any reservations that that's going to happen at no. all I don't I don't I, I think this oh, team mate, you're scaring me <laughs> with the confidence <laughs> I think this team this team appears to have the bit between the teeth we've got, got mm. players coming back we've got some of our best players coming back I don't think you know, again it's impossible not to get slightly carried away the players are not unaware of their situation we all know what mm. a good position this is to be in uh, the players will be aware of that but it's the well, it's the players' responsibility as well, but it's also the manager's responsibility to make sure nobody's floating off into the no. distance thinking about titles and stuff like that. We've got a job to do here. And the Rangers players will be on it as well. They'll know yeah, that yeah. they... You saw after the game, I don't know if there was a clip down the rounds on Twitter when they lost the game. They didn't just do the thing where they got up the tunnel. They all collapsed onto their backs, onto mm, their knees, yeah. head in their hands and all that sort of stuff. Um, Somebody, did you see the clip of the guy greeting in the crowd? No, oh, like, it's done. I, I'm, it's done. So, I'm sorry, wee man, but uh, we've got to talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's done. It's absolutely done. <laughs> and that's that. That will be the attitude for the stands. It'll be the attitude in the boardroom. It'll be the attitude, and the knives are out for a day. And we geos getting it big time. So is Ross Wilson, and look, this is what we kind of spoke about last week. I want to see how they dealt with the pressure this year hmm. because we've seen all season they've been ahead in the league. That's fine. You're the champions, you're ahead in the league. Let's see how, when we get to January and Celtic can push on. 
and since January, with that wee bit of pressure on them, got into February, beat them. And then since then, it's not as if they went back on a big running run. They've dropped more points. And then when they had to win, when push came to mm. shove, Celtic were pushing harder. Celtic gave 100%. They were ready for the battle and they stood up to it and they played the better football as well. We could have played better, but we went there and played the better team. Deserved to win, came out of it. And again, it's look, you got your title last year, fair enough, 25 points. That's a massive, massive gap. But now there's pressure, there's crowds, you're having to play in front of your own mm. fans. When push comes to shove, when you go, when they Celtic lies, when we go a goal down, there's no encouragement there. It's just, ah, mm. ravenous bears. Whereas I think if it's the other <laughs> that way... A, that was the noise a bear makes, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> so now, now that Which species do, of bear was do that? Do again, Millie, we'll try and guess. Go. Govan bear. <laughs> <laughs> So when when it, when it came to Celtic uh, coming there and putting them under pressure, they did fold. They folded. They couldn't handle it, and that was must win for them. And they crumbled. And they've shown them we will at the end of this season. We when we've got um, both hands, Andy Halliday on the trophy, <laughs> uh, we we'll show Rangers what it means to be champions. And champions get knocked down and get right back up. They don't win the league once and dine out on it for a decade. No, um, and they don't go out and sign Aaron Ramsey in the January <laughs> yeah. window, who was basically a paint job for a car that was failing its MOT. <laughs> That's what Aaron Ramsey was a hood ornament for a yeah. car that was failing its MOT. But that that uh, emotional bear that we're, we've just spoken mm. about is exactly why. I go to the toilet to cry at the football as well. Don't, don't, get, don't get caught on camera. Don't cry in view of the pitch. Absolute rookie mistake. And on that bombshell, we shall wrap up this 300th episode of the 20 Minute Times flagship podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who watches. Thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Times. Look, lots of football still to be played, lots of trophies to be handed out, lots more games against Rangers. If that's your thing, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Times. Let us cover those games for you. Um, but most of all, thank you for watching and listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.